Hey everyone, welcome back to As We Go podcast for episode number four. Today I had my friend Megan Thompson join us and to be honest I really don't know, didn't know much about her and so today was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about fear and faith and what that looks like in her own life, how the witness of one particular Christian was very impactful for her, and how the art form of dancing is actually a really essential part to who Megan is today. So stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, thanks for joining in today. I have another guest from our team, and her name is... Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hello. (laughs) I should warn you when I do that. Um, How's it going, Megan? I'm good. Happy to be here. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. So we just got off Thanksgiving break, Mm -hmm. and did you travel at all? Did you go back home? I traveled 10 minutes to my home. (laughs) Which is where? Huxley, Iowa. So right now I'm living in Ames. So that's like 10 minutes away from Huxley. So it's very close. What what part of Huxley? I mean, it's pretty small, but... Yeah, there's like two sides of the highway. Um, There's like the newer, more developed side. And then there's like the older side with like the schools that's the side that both the schools are on Um, I live on that side okay Mm -hmm. gotcha and you've lived there your whole life uh yeah I lived on a farm for like two years but I don't remember that because it was when I was a baby okay and then we moved so as far as I can remember we lived at Mm. that house gotcha would you want to go back to live on a farm sometime probably not (laughs) All right, that's fine. No, I mean, I don't remember it at all. And, yeah, I feel like farm life is not for me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I grew up on a farm, and I wouldn't consider myself, Mm -hmm. like, a farm boy. But I I enjoyed, like, the peacefulness of it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun. I can appreciate it. My dad always says it made him strong. (laughs) (laughs) That might be true. Yeah, he's like, I can do anything because I grew up on a farm. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a similar sentiment everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of getting into the first questions I was going to mm-hmm. ask you for today. Um, so, born and raised in Huxley, then. Mm-hmm. Um, first of siblings, or... I'm the last. You're the last. The baby, yeah. I have two older siblings, so... Brothers. Brother and a sister. Okay, what's the age difference? Um, my brother is four years older than me, and my sister is six years older than me. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're the youngest by a big mar- or a fair, a fair margin. Yeah, yeah, four years. Huh. Um, Were you, like, close at all with, like, your brother and sister? It, like, went in waves. I feel like I started off, I mean, as the youngest child, you just get picked on a lot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was just kind of the joke for a while which is fine I got used to it and then now I'm pretty close with my sister I'd say we're really close um 
Because I feel like the age difference, it doesn't seem as much once you're older. So totally. we were in like really different parts of our lives when I was in like elementary school and she was going to college. But mm. now we're like pretty close and hang out. So yeah. Is she live around here? Yeah, she lives in Ames. So oh. she's an elementary school teacher. For um, Ames Middle School? Or um, Ames Elementary? Uh, Fellows Elementary. Uh, I had never heard of it before she got it all there. So. Yeah, I know Edwards is West Ames. I think Fellows is like in North Ames somewhere. If I'm. Could be. Anyway. <laughs> but when did you start like getting really close with your sister? Um, I think. I feel like it started when she went away for college. I was in like sixth grade, mm. and then I realized, oh man, I actually like miss her. Mm. <laughs> and then we started to get closer, like when she would come home for breaks and stuff. And then um, I feel like once I was in like high school and then going into college, we got even closer. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens. At least that's happened for me to when I got into high school and into college was like my sister's two or three years ahead of me and we like hated each other growing (laughs) up but now like as you grow older Mm -hmm. you're just like you know you're you kind of get where I'm coming from yeah yeah we share a lot of things in common um so what were you Megan like as a kid oh man I was weird I was really shy I don't think I talked to anyone ever. Ever. Like, ever. <laughs> like, was that into middle school or? Um, I think it was, I remember being outgoing as, like, a little, little kid, like, preschool. Um, and then I remember elementary school. I, like, just stopped talking. Mm-hmm. I think I just got really afraid of other people Mm -hmm. um and then it was like it wasn't as like um I wasn't as shy once I was in like middle school and high school with like my friends um but anyone else I just probably wouldn't talk to you um just because I was really really shy um but I was really like crazy with my friends and like people I was really close with it just took me a long time to like actually get to that I'm like kind of still like that not as bad but like it just takes me a really long time to Hmm. open up but sure so for you like what creates like or even as a kid and maybe that transition to now like what's a way you like have developed friendships as a like similar activities Mm -hmm. like what did you do do as a kid growing up um as a kid yeah it was a lot of similar activities um I was in dance ever since I was four um so I remember I would not talk at all in dance class but then I was like really outgoing once I was like actually like dancing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um So then that kind of, like, broke my shell. And then I think just after, like, years and years of, like, dancing with the same people, I, like, finally started to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think, yeah, I guess just feeling comfortable with people. Like, if someone was in my class, I would, like, think about it for so long. Like, am I going to talk to this person? Am I (laughs) Should I say a joke? (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. I would do it and, like, wait for their response. And if it was good, I'd be like, okay. I can tell another joke tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> like, that's what would go on in my mind. Like, I, like, 
really, really, like, paid attention to how someone else reacted. I was like, if I, like, feel like your reaction is, like, welcoming, I'll, like, open up more. Wow. But if I feel like I'm not getting much of a reaction, I just, I won't try talking to you again. So, like, you kind of had to build your courage up a little bit Mm -hmm. socially. Yeah, it took a lot of, like, time to, like, talk myself up. Be like, okay, you can do it. You can speak. Do you... I mean, this might be a little personal, but do you do that now? Um, no, not as bad. I feel like it's gotten a lot better. I feel like I don't really think about it anymore. Um, I feel like I am a little more, like, reserved still, um, like, to people I don't know. But I think that I've just trained myself to, like, be able to just have conversations without having to think about it too much. So I think I've grown out of that for the most part. Sure. Okay, so, yeah, moving forward, you graduated from Huxley. Mm-hmm. What year did you graduate high school? 2016. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're Hannah's age. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you chose Iowa University. Yeah, I did. Tell me about that, like, what, what Iowa, what'd you choose for a major? Um, I chose journalism. Well, originally I was English. And then I switched to nutrition, and then I switched to journalism, so... Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was kind of... I didn't really know what the heck I wanted to do, <laughs> but... Like, originally, what turned you off from English? Um, I think I, I really like it, and I still like it. I like writing, but I just, like, didn't know what I was going to do with it. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't want to go into teaching, and I didn't really want to write books, so I was like, I don't really know what else... Mm there is for that like so I yeah for a while then I switched to nutrition so I was like well maybe this would be good but then I hated chemistry Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so then I switched to journalism because it's still writing but it's just a different like avenue of writing and I really liked it so I stuck Mm. with that is that like the English reason the reason you chose Iowa because it's like pretty prestigious yeah it was a really good like writing program so I chose it partly for that also partly because the places I applied to were I applied to three places I applied to Iowa State UNI and Iowa okay and I didn't really want to go to UNI because the campus was really small Mm -hmm. and I wanted a bigger atmosphere and i was going to go to Iowa State until my senior year of high school, the last semester, is when I thought about going somewhere else. Huh. And because Iowa State's so close, I grew up 10 minutes from Ames, so I just always thought about it. Both my siblings went to Iowa State. And the really the main reason I went to Iowa, which maybe this isn't good decision-making skills, but my best friend was going, so I was like, you know, I'll go too, because um, I want friends. Mm-hmm. So I went, but yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Were there any? This is kind of like a side tangent, and then we'll get back onto some questions I had. But was there like one writing class that you took at Iowa that was like, oh my gosh, like this changed my life. This is so great. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I loved my like first writing class that I took was creative writing. Mm-hmm. And like fiction writing, nonfiction writing, or was it just it was like all, yeah, wide open? It was, yeah, it was anything really. It was like one of my first classes that I took at Iowa. 
and it was really cool. I remember um, the lady I had as my teacher, she like helped um, something. I can't remember exactly, but she like did something in like helping with editing like some of the Harry Potter books. I was like, whoa, that's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in this class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it was really fun to just get to like learn from like people who have like had such cool experiences like that. And so I think that was really cool. I was like, okay, I like these classes. Wow. That would, I mean, I, so I was an English major too, mm -hmm. but I would, I guess I'm just thinking like, oh, I bet there's so many really good classes at um, Iowa. Cause I think at Iowa State, there's only like four or five like creative writing classes. Oh, and it's okay. like poetry, fiction, nonfiction, maybe like or there's like tech com mm -hmm. which is like textbook writing and yeah but yeah yeah it's, it's they fun. have a lot of them and it's really cool i only took like that one with like the english program because i switched like after my freshman year okay. so i didn't really get to take a lot like of english classes um mm -hmm. but yeah i know that there is a lot yeah so. i'd be interested for more but I digress um all right so you're at Iowa studying English then nutrition then um <laughs> journalism yes so how did you get involved in salt like did you have a faith growing up or what was that like um it's kind of funny because the same best friend that like I went to Iowa pretty much because she went I went to salt because she went ah. um so yeah she's been super influential basically throughout my whole entire life which is funny because she's younger than me um <laughs> by a couple months um but yeah I grew up in a Lutheran church so I grew up calling myself a Christian but I did not really know the gospel at all I just knew like communion and like confirmation all those things that we had to do I just looked at them as like chores and I, like, hated going to church. Like, I despised it mm -hmm. towards, like, especially, like, high school. I just thought there was, like, no point in going. I just felt really out of place, didn't really like it. And I remember specifically, like, I got a job my senior year of high school, and I, like, scheduled my work for the same time as church so mm -hmm. that I had, I had an excuse not to go, um, which is kind of funny looking back yeah but um yeah so really the only reason I went to Salt was because of my best friend mm -hmm. and um yeah I knew that she was a Christian um but at that point I just thought we were the same I was like oh we have the same beliefs like uh -huh. I'm a Christian too um so I'll go with you I'll fit in here mm -hmm. um but slowly I realized um throughout like the first like two years of me going to salt that oh our lives look extremely different really? in what we say when we say we're following Jesus and so I think through that I mean I like um spent a lot of time with mm -hmm. um this friend I'll say her, her name's Anna um but I spent a lot of time with Anna 
and we were like roommates so I got to see like her life a lot like really closely and so I think that's one of the most influential things for me was like actually seeing her life lived out Hmm. um really made a huge difference where I was like oh maybe this is not actually like what I'm saying is like Christianity is not actually like what it's supposed to be Hmm. um real quick uh, so for you to observe that in Anna, like what were some like defining features or characteristics that you were like, okay, this is like different. Yeah. I think the fact that it actually like changed anything, like mm. I said that I was a Christian, but I just like didn't, it didn't like show through in like the way that I acted or like I didn't have any desire to like read my Bible in mm. the morning. So like when I would see her do that in our apartment, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Or like after Salt, like she would ask me what I got out of the message. I was like, honestly, I wasn't really listening. Like, I don't know. So I would just make up some kind of answer. Um, and just hearing how like what she thought about it, like it was completely different. And so I think those are, yeah, some of, like, the main things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, the reason I ask is because I'm, like, I wonder, like, for other people's stories who, well, I'm an unbeliever, but, like, the witness of a friend, like, goes a long way. I'm, like, what is it, like, for people that really mm-hmm. sticks out? And Yeah. Hmm. Honestly, we also had just, like, a really honest, like, friendship where she like multiple times I remember her coming into my room one night and she was like crying because she was like pleading for me to accept Jesus and I was like what are you doing like I think I am a Christian I don't know and so that really got me thinking too of like oh if like my own best friend is like seeing this Mm -hmm. in me like what does that say and so Mm -hmm. yeah I think those things were also wow Were you in, like, the same connection group with her and stuff? Yeah, I didn't really go. That was another thing. Okay. Um, So we joined the same connection group our freshman year, and I would find pretty much any excuse not to go to it. Or if I did go, I didn't talk. And, um, yeah, she pretty much went most of the time. Um, And then she became a leader Hmm. um, our sophomore year, and so I started going to her connection group. Um, yes, and then it was until my sophomore year, second semester, is when I would say I became a Christian. Um, hmm. And then I think we were in different connection groups after that. Um, but yeah, for the first two years, we were in the same. Hmm. That's sweet. I mean, you have a lot of history with her, it sounds like. Yeah, we do. It's been cool because we started off, like, I met her in fourth grade, and so obviously our relationship started off like not being like a god-centered friendship at all and so to see it now it's like super cool to see just the way that god has like orchestrated it and like designed it um yeah i mean not a lot of people have that so that's really special it's cool so you said you second semester your sophomore year is when you like the switch got flipped Mm -hmm. so what was that like um yeah um yeah I think I feel like it was mostly started my um first semester of my sophomore year that was just 
a really hard semester, I remember. I was just really, I feel like, anxious a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I also just felt like I didn't really have a place. I think because I was calling myself a Christian and I wanted so badly to fit into that community. Mm-hmm. Yet also I I know now that my heart wasn't yet changed. And so I was like, what is wrong? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I like can't really relate. I can't fit in. Like, I don't really feel like I ever want to like share anything. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I didn't really have like any group that I fit into, any community that I fit into because I also like, this was like a theme throughout my entire life. But as I was like calling myself a Christian, like for me, it was more just about like, oh, the Christian identity of like being a good person who like, I don't Mm. do this and I don't do that. So like, I also wasn't involved in like the classic college scene where you like go out and party and go to the bars. So like, I also didn't fit in there. And so I was like, okay, where do I like, where is my community? Where is my group? And I just felt really like, lost and confused Mm -hmm. and I was like I just feel like I don't belong and so I think all of those things combined like I really saw just like my brokenness and just my need for belonging and then I think what changed it um I was like thinking about all those things like a lot for like the first semester of my sophomore year and then going into my second semester of my sophomore year um we went to the salt conference yeah and I remember getting placed in like our random like connection groups like small groups Mm -hmm. um with people from all over and I remember saying to myself I'm like okay I've like never like shared anything about myself really with like anyone like since coming to college like besides Anna and so I was like in all of my connection groups that I was in in like salt company like I never really shared anything Mm. I think just because I didn't feel like I could or I belonged and so I was like I'm just gonna like actually like share things and like open up and like share what I'm struggling with and I think through that I actually saw that I was broken like it became real because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that for like the last semester of like oh like this doesn't feel right something feels missing something feels wrong mm-hmm. but I'm not telling anyone about it I'm not talking about it so I don't really know what it is and I think that was when it clicked of like oh this is like exactly what it is this is what I'm missing mm-hmm. um because not only did I come to terms with like my own brokenness and actually like say out loud like I was met with grace Mm. from all the people around me in my small group like meeting me with the grace of God and like sharing the gospel Mm. and so I think just all those things combined like my own brokenness and God's grace like I was like okay yeah (laughs) um that's when it really like changed wow I, I just got like goosebumps I think that's so like it is so sweet I can relate in that and like being vulnerable or mm-hmm. like opening yourself up and you're like if I say what has been in my thoughts or what I'm frustrated with or whatever if I say this all loud like no one's gonna like me or I'm gonna be a freak mm-hmm. and when you one like have the courage you're like this is it la like everything's out there and they're like well you know yeah that sucks you're a sinner you're broken but that's not the end of it mm-hmm. like God is here and we are too and there's grace and wow yeah there's just some it's like 
a weird beauty. I don't know how to ever describe it, but it is. Yeah, it's powerful too. Like, mm-hmm. it's so different from like what you would find anywhere else. Like, oh, totally. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll share a brief story, but like for me, my freshman year um, at Assault Fall Retreat, like that whole semester, I was just like telling everyone, like. Or I was thinking in my head, I'm a good Christian because I'm doing better than this guy, this guy, and this guy. Mm. And then at the fall retreat, I was like, okay, I just got to get this out and just like laid it all bare. And I'm like, I'm really sorry for Mm. all these thoughts and like kind of like broke down and they were like, it's okay. Like the grace of God like forgives you. And yeah, that was like needless to say one of the more powerful moments so I mm-hmm. could totally relate on like I imagine you probably had mm-hmm. a pretty big like god high after that yeah <laughs> yeah I was, like, I was like this this is different than mm-hmm. what I was saying like my relationship with god was before like this feels different um so wow that's incredible so you had that experience like after that where you like wow I'm continuing to like walk in these ways did you feel like the christian life came easier to you no i I was like yeah obviously i had this change and um yeah the gospel obviously changed my heart but i also was still like very i think afraid and still had like that tendency to just like shy away from people Mm. and that didn't change um like right away and so which I think I expected it to partly I was like oh like my life is gonna be so much different now like the power of the gospel has changed which like yeah yeah, it has but also I it's still like a walk um Mm. and so yeah I think I wasn't really anticipating that and um I think my main emotion after, like, the high I had worn off was just, like, fear of, mm. like, what do I do now? Like, what am I supposed to tell my family? Um, oh. Because my family is pretty much the same as, like, I was. Like, mm-hmm. I just grew up, like, Christianity was just, like, going to church on Sundays, and that's really it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was just very, very different in the way that I now was, like, interacting with them and I feel like I was really afraid of that and especially just like yeah my relationship with like my sister it just like felt different and Mm -hmm. a lot of those things I was just like really afraid of changing um and yeah I think just like even like new people that I met like I was like I just don't think I could share the gospel with somebody. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think that's for me. Like, I don't know. Like, can you be a Christian and just, like, not share with anyone <laughs> ever? Like, I kind of wanted that. And so I didn't get baptized for, like, a really long time. Like, it was almost a year okay. after um, I actually, like, became a Christian because I was just so afraid to actually, like, proclaim my faith and to share it with people. Um so I yeah, lived in that fear for a really long time. I think I just, yeah, I think what it was is I just really feared the world a lot. Mm. Like, and I thought that that would could just go away. Like once I started following mm. God, um, instead of like learning 
to fear God more than the world. Um, I think I just thought that that would just happen. Mm. It doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Fair enough. So, I mean, I guess in my head, I'm like, you went overseas, like, and now you're looking to go overseas again. So, I guess, like, how did you get from, like, baby Christian, like, being kind of fearful to, mm-hmm. I'm going to get baptized, I'm going to go overseas for a summer, X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was just what I just said is, like, learning to fear God more, and mm-hmm. I think recognizing that those fears of the world aren't just going to go away, but it's walking forward in those things that you're afraid of and bringing that to God and Mm. saying, yeah, God, I'm so fearful of this actually. Like, and I don't know, like if I walk forward in this, like what's going to happen and that terrifies me, but I want to trust that like you are going to be faithful to provide through that. And I think Mm. it takes just continuing to walk through that and seeing like, time after time again yeah God actually is faithful and he does provide if, even if it's not the way that you like thought it was going to it's so much better and um yeah so I think I just had to take that first step I think for me it was getting baptized mm-hmm. and then after that I applied for leadership for salt company and then after that I applied to go overseas but that was all within like a month <laughs> um, because I think because I waited so long until, like, I got baptized, like, it wasn't like I wasn't feeling, like, the weight of all those things and feeling the desire to do those, because as Christians, like, we feel the desire to follow Jesus, like, totally. Um, that's still there, I was just ignoring it, mm. and so I think once I actually started to walk forward in those things, I was like, oh man, I gotta do this now, and this now, and this now, <laughs> like, it just felt so freeing to be like, oh, I'm letting go of, like, my fear of the world, and I'm going to fear, like, God more. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's how I ended up overseas. Like, let me team. <laughs> so for you, it wasn't a matter of, like, okay, God took away my fear for, like, getting baptized or going overseas or being a leader. You were, like, you would say it was always there or mm-hmm. there was always a fear, but yeah. it was a matter of, okay, I know there's fear here, but... I'm not going to trust anyway. Yeah, I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> of which one? All of them. All of them? Everything. But yeah, I think it was just walking forward in those. And... So like when you went through them, like I'm thinking more like baptism. Mm-hmm. Well, just like all three of them. Do you feel like on the other side you were like, oh, whew, like that was yeah, scary, but mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it or... Yeah, I think I, I didn't regret any of them. I think at the end of it, I definitely saw like God's faithfulness through all of them. I mean, in different ways, it doesn't mean that none of them were hard. Mm -hmm. Like overseas was hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I didn't have that same like initial fear that I originally had because I saw like God's provision through it. Sure. Um, Okay. So let's talk about overseas time. Um, So you went there. You went to East Asia for mm-hmm. a summer? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I take it you were on a team of... Yes. Six people. Six people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And were you in... Well, were you in the same city as uh, C&M? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what was that like? Uh, did you enjoy it? What... 
things did you enjoy about mm-hmm. East Asia? Yeah. Um, like I said, I was terrified <laughs> um, when I originally um, applied. And even as I was going, I remember on the plane, I was just like thinking through in my head. I was like, this is a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. I should not be on this plane right now. And I felt so scared. Um, and I just, I remember so clearly like the first um night that like me and one of my teammates just like randomly got dropped off on one of our campuses (laughs) and I had no idea what was going on and I was so scared um but I also just remember like us just stopping right before the gates of the university and just praying and asking God to provide and then like we walked in and like 10 minutes later met our first friend And she ended up, like, completely rejecting the gospel when we shared it with her. But we still got to share it with her. And I think for me, that was, like, really cool. Because I was, like, even though, like, she rejected this, like, she now knows, like, the gospel. And I think that really, like, reminded me why we were actually there was, okay, I'm not just coming here just to, like, force people to believe something. Like, I'm coming here just simply to share with them out of, like showing them the love that God has for them. And so, um, yeah, I think from then on, like, it slowly started to get less and less scary. It was still weird. I mean, completely different culture. Totally. Things, um, days were harder than others. But, yeah, I think, honestly, it was just through, like, the people that we continued to meet where I actually, like, saw just, okay, yeah, God actually wants people to know his name, and, like, that's Mm. going to happen. Um because he's so faithful to provide and so yeah Hmm. um that's kind of my summer in a nutshell yeah I think even you being able to recognize that immediately I know you're taking like a EV class now Mm -hmm. one of the things I learned in the EV class is like yeah not like whatever manipulating people to believe it's rather like an open-handed like invitation Mm -hmm. because even uh jesus like asked the rich young ruler he's like hey if you sell everything you can come follow me and have life and he said no like he he rejected jesus and i have to remember that because it's like oh like being whatever an ev person like you don't have to be accepted every time like that's not you would love to absolutely love to but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like changing the definition of success. Yes, It's yes. like the definition of success is like, okay, does this person now know, like, mm-hmm. the gospel? Like, whether or not they've chosen to, like, accept that, like, right then and there. Like, do they now, like, know who Jesus is? And I think, like, once you think about it that way, it's like, okay, I can do that. I can share with someone just, like, who my father is, like. Totally. Of course. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Uh, so coming out of that summer, did you like recognize any um, big changes in your life or just like your own sanctification? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the summer was terrible <laughs> because it showed me <laughs> all of the places that I just like have pride mm. and like all of these things like showed my sin so clearly and I hated it, <laughs> but also it was really good. And I think, yeah, it definitely grew me a lot. Um, and also, yeah, just showed me how like, okay, 
it took me coming to a whole nother country just to be like faithful to share the gospel with people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <laughs> I should probably be doing that here too. Mm. Um, and so just even being more like um, aware of that and just wanting to grow in that um, was completely different from before. Totally. Mm. And so you came back and I will just say that's really cool. I'm glad. Like, I mean, the same thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. I saw more areas of sin than I ran to. And no, that's great. Um, so what did you like come back and were like, I'm going to jump into international ministry. And what did like, I mean, you're going back over mm-hmm. hopefully in like two months or something. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so like what made you decide like I want to return to that? Um yeah, I think like I said just like the friendships that I had like were so impactful and I really just wanted to continue to like show like international students like that Jesus loves them. Yeah. And I like really really wanted that. So yeah, I got involved in IFC. Um yeah, basically right when I got back, hmm. and that was awesome. I, like, loved it so much. I wish I would have done it before. <laughs> Do you feel like it was a better fit for you than, like, Connection Group, or? Yeah, yeah. I think even thinking through, like, over the summer that we um, were in East Asia, like, thinking about, like, whether or not I wanted to come back, um, one of the things that was helpful um, that people who were there before like told us to think through was like okay like what like do you feel like um like gives you more like life I guess is like Mm -hmm. the initial stages of like just digging into the simple gospel of like it's actually so simple of like oh Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose again so that now you could have a hope in Mm -hmm. eternal life or, like, do you like the more, like, you know, connection group, like, just digging deeper into, like, things. Yeah, it's yeah. just different. Like, the more follow-up stuff. And I think I really liked the initial, like, simplicity of it. I think totally. I liked how, you know, you don't have to, like, make anything sound fancy. You yeah. don't have to, like, I don't know do anything to like make yourself look a certain way or like Mm -hmm. um it's just very like you know a lot of these people have no idea like who Jesus is or like have a very very little idea and it's simply like we just get to introduce that and I think Mm -hmm. that was like super cool to me and I like loved my connection group like it was so fun and I loved all the girls that were in it but I think just looking at the two of them I was like this one just makes me feel like (laughs) yeah yeah um it's just really cool and yeah Hmm. yeah I can totally relate um like connection group I mean this is I'm not trying to smack connection group at all because it has Mm -hmm. been great and it was great for me and a lot Mm -hmm. of other people but it could be in connection group it could be a question of um how do I know um who God wants me to date that type of thing whereas um family group the question might be well how can jesus be god like how he can he do Mm -hmm. this miracle and it's like 
okay, yeah, like, let's talk about Jesus. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely a purpose for both of them, for sure. Totally. Like, someone who is in a connection group, like, probably if they went to family group, would just be like, I am like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe help me out with, like, this, like, area of my life. Or, like, it's more, like, applicational, whereas, like, it's just different when, you know, someone has never really heard of Jesus before. And so, mm-hmm. obviously, there's need for both of them. But I think because I, like, had never really, like, been in that, like, family group environment before, and, like, I was just super used to, like, oh, like, just digging into, like, all these other, like, applicational stuff, like, actually being in that environment and being reminded of how simple the gospel actually is. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, everyone should at least come to a family group at least once just to see like the simplicity of it because i think you need both um Mm -hmm. but yeah no that that was really well put i like that a lot um one final question on just like this area but uh so i mean you're doing ifc and then there's opportunity to like all right, what would it look like to move overseas, not just for a summer, but like for a longer period of time? Mm -hmm. Was that something always on the front of your mind coming back or did that like? Yeah, it was on my mind um, pretty much the whole summer that I was in East Asia. And then Mm. coming back, I think I was just confused on to how to know like which one to actually do. Like, do I stay? Or do I go? Wow. Yeah, but I was just trying to think about, like, which one actually would be, like, right for me. And I think I was just putting a lot of, like, thought into, like, okay, how do I know if this is right or if this is wrong? Mm. Instead of just, like, going for it and just, mm. like, applying, which I think is just what I ended up doing. was, like, okay. I am, like, thinking about this way too much. Mm. I know I have a heart for, like, going overseas. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a need. Mm -hmm. And God's going to keep me here in America if he really wants to. And he's going to send me overseas if he really wants to. Mm. And so just applying and, yeah, really letting God, like, open whatever doors he went to instead of, like, thinking really hard about, like, okay, but is this really the right thing? Like... God knows, and he's going to make that known to me. So, Mm. yeah, I just kind of applied and was like, okay, we'll see. (laughs) And then it just kept rolling. Yeah, yeah. mm. The door just kept opening, so. Uh, Quick question on that. Like, did you have, like, any fear with moving forward with it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, again, I still had the fear. I also hate change. Uh. Like, I... I'm not the type of person who would just, like, leave and go to a different country. Like, that just really (laughs) stresses me out. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I did have that fear um, throughout. But, again, I think it's just, like, walking forward in it anyways. Mm. Mm. Wow. I mean, I think that's really sweet. And probably a big... uh, tribute to your characters like you've had like any corner of like faith or like obedience or anything like there's always fear but you're like you know what I'm going to choose against it I'm going to act against it Mm -hmm. 
maybe it was hard. I mean, I'm sure it was hard, <laughs> but like, wow, well, yeah. I'm just imagining all the times you've had to say, I'm feeling this, but I'm still saying yes. Mm, yeah. So, that's really cool. All right, so going into more of like personality or more uh, unique things or your interests, you talked about it. You did dancing in school, mm-hmm. but now you do. Is it a different kind of dancing you're into, or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started dance when I was four, um, at like a studio. Okay. And then in high school, I did dance team and also like studio dance. Um, so. Mm. Really, my only life was dancing. <laughs> All my friends were dance people. Um, and then going into college, I joined a dance club. Okay. Um, which is basically just, like, people who just dance for fun. It's not, like, the dance team. We don't, mm. like, do competitions or anything. It was very, like, chill. Yeah. Um, and then I started, like, teaching at a studio. Wow. So I did a lot of different types of dance when I was younger it was mostly like ballet and like tap and jazz and like those fun things and then I started hip-hop yeah <laughs> in like sixth grade mm-hmm. I remember I took one class and I was in ballet and my parents made me choose between like ballet and hip hop because they didn't want to like pay for both of them. You're like, you choose one or the other. Mm. I was like, hip hop. <laughs> yep. So then I quit the ballet scene and started doing hip hop. And yeah, so that's where I worked at um, in college was at an all hip hop studio. So it was really cool because it was like my youngest kids were like, elementary school and then the oldest people I had was like sing like women who are like 40 no way came in after work they're like I'm here to hip-hop dance yeah yeah so it was like all like the different ages and it was just really cool because you would never like get to interact with like that wide range of people like, oh outside yeah of that so that's why I like love dance is because it's always like connected me with people I've like never otherwise would have so it was like a job like the coaching mm-hmm. job yeah yeah wow it was. i bet was that like life-giving for you yeah i love it i could see myself like owning a dance studio one day i think that'd be fun but and when you coach is it all hip-hop then yeah i only taught hip-hop i'd say I, that's like really the only one i'm like kind of good at <laughs> <laughs> The other styles I like, but I'm not. I'm not as good as at those. I mean, I've seen one, a couple of videos of your hip hop, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, the so, one where I dance battled. <laughs> yeah, you dance battled in China, which to the people listening to this, you have to watch sometime. Ask Megan about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, in college, did they? What was the club called? Was it? Here at Iowa State, they called it Dub H. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called, it was just the University of Iowa Dance Club. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did they ever do, like, 
ensembles like you do a dance uh whatever thing in front of a crowd yeah we had once a year we had a show okay that's Mm -hmm. what i mean yep so there would be like student leaders who would teach a class throughout the whole year so Mm -hmm. i was just in it as a member for the first three years and then my senior year i was a leader but then we didn't have the show because of covid oh (laughs) i'm sorry yeah it's all right it's okay dang (laughs) um but yeah so that's the every year that was like our big thing for you is it like what appeals to you to it is it like the competition is Mm -hmm. it like the feng shui the Mm, no i think so when i was younger like i said i was like really really shy Mm -hmm. um and i think it's because i just didn't really know how to like express myself with like my words um and so for some reason, whenever I would dance, it would be, like, completely different. Like, people would always comment. They're like, you're so quiet and, like, <laughs> tiny, but then you dance and you're, like, a completely different person. I was huh. like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel that inside, but, like, I just don't know how to, like, express that and, like, actually show that to you. Wow. Um. So, it was kind of, like, started out as, like, a way of communication almost of, like, this is how I actually, like show myself like Mm. and actually express myself and yeah I think yeah really that's how it's it still is is it just feels really natural Mm. do you feel this might be a little personal but like when you have different emotions or like different seasons do you dance differently or dance to different things um yeah I mean it can kind of I feel like it happens when I hear, like, if I'm really feeling something, if I'm emotional, if I'm listening to a song. That, like, like, sad emotional? Yeah. So, okay. if I'm, like, say I'm sad emotional, if I'm listening to, like, a sad song, I'll probably, like, when I listen to the music, I'll, like, see something. Like, I'll mm-hmm. visualize, like, what that music looks like. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, like, start moving to it and... It always makes me feel better. I feel like mm-hmm. I dance, yeah, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, <laughs> when I'm stressed, when I'm, yeah, anything. Do you feel um, like, not it's a coping mechanism, but it's like. I think it just helps me process. Like, mm. I think I've always been, yeah, a bad processor. Like, I don't know how to, like, show my emotions, like, in many other ways other yeah. than, like. Yeah, dance helps me to, like, feel that, and then I can then, like, process it from there. Wow. Um, Yeah, so, like, someone like me, I process really well, either verbal processing or journaling. mm -hmm. Journaling is mostly my go-to, but for you, let's say you had a really tough week, and you're, like, really sad or angry, Mm -hmm. it's, would you say it's, like, the most beneficial for you to, like, find a rhythm, find a dance, and then, like... I don't know, move on, or do you, like, talk with someone? I don't know. I feel like it depends. I feel like I don't, like, always dance my problems out. <laughs> Have you seen um Hot Rod? No. Okay. There's, like, a part where he's, like, I'm here to break out my frustrations, and there's, like, this song, and he's, like, <laughs> punching the air. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say it just depends. Like, if I... I listen to a lot of music when I'm feeling things. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, like, I'll just, like, randomly get up and, like, start dancing in, like, my room. 
um which sounds weird but it's not <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely um not. or yeah I also like I said I love to write too so journaling also helps me or sometimes I like won't know any other way than to just like talk to someone so I feel like mm-hmm. I still don't know how I like process things really if oh, I'm yeah. like verbal processor or more like internal I think it just depends but hmm. yeah I see have you like don't like make this too freaky but like have you considered like the spiritual aspect of it of like connecting with god through dance um i've thought about it i feel like yeah i don't know i feel like it definitely like i was thinking through like oh like what ways could like my dance be like actually like glorifying to Mm. god and so I think that, yeah, that definitely could be an aspect of it is, like, God, like, gave me these emotions so then, like, I can, like, feel them through this. I also think, like, yeah, the spiritual aspect. Um, not necessarily, like, in when I'm actually, like, dancing and, like, me, like, feeling connected to God, but I feel like it has really, like, helped me to, like, connect with other people and, like, show mm. them God, like, through, like... Mm-hmm. like dancing like even just like like I said it connects you to like completely like different people mm-hmm. so I think like I've seen like oh like that's a way that I can use this as like a ministry tool is like when else am I gonna get to like hang out with this like 40 year old mom <laughs> like, yeah no totally <laughs> um, that's so, so and I think yeah like even just showing like a lot of like joy like through my dance like and just the way that like that looks different and like oh like why is she so joyful and then Mm -hmm. like then getting to share it like afterwards like it's not necessarily like sharing it through like my dance but just like oh the dance is what allows me to then like Mm. open up to like more conversations yeah yeah I mean I guess I'm thinking more of it it's like a artistic like output yeah whereas like someone might play a guitar someone mm-hmm. might make like a really beautiful design on like whatever computer mm-hmm. but i'm like well that's the same as dancing too it's like you can show like like beauty and grace mm-hmm. and rhythm that yeah. like god mm-hmm. has gifted yeah yeah i think it just helps me to like express myself and like obviously god's mm-hmm. a big part of that so yeah hopefully it shows through that <laughs> yeah no that's really um, cool Hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about, uh, writing a little bit, probably have like 10 minutes or so. Um, so you said you like to write. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, you mentioned journaling. Mm-hmm. Do you have like other forms? Are you a poetry writer? No, I hate poetry. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> do you like poetry? I do. I okay. never used to, mm. um, like high school and even in college, I was like, oh, I really don't mm-hmm. like this. I think because I only saw poetry as like the rules of like mm. iambic p- pentameter yeah. and all that stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I hate this. But now mm-hmm. I'm seeing as like, if you, I imagine it's similar in other forms, but like those patterns, those forms are actually helpful in like I don't know, they just, like, mm-hmm. are helpful in beats in terms of, like, expressing lines and emotion. And mm. I've learned to, like, really not hate rules in poetry. Mm. When I write poetry, it's more of, like, 
here are my guidelines. Here's my, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I just don't know enough about it. I really appreciate poetry. I just don't like writing it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, my brain does not work that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I like journaling. Um, I feel like I used to really like, like, the more creative writing, Mm -hmm. um, but then journalism kind of knocked that out of me. It's like, how do you state what you're trying to say, like, as concise as you can? And so, now I don't really, like, write for fun, like, Mm. as much anymore. Um, but, Mm. yeah, it's mostly, like, journaling now. Gotcha. And journaling isn't mostly just, like, processing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I said, I'm a really bad processor, so <laughs> <laughs> whatever helps. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, do you have any ambition one day to, like, a kid's book or biography or? Um, probably not. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like. I've, like, thought about writing a book before, but I just really can't see myself finishing that out. <laughs> mm. I I tend to start things and then never finish them. Just, uh. <laughs> um, so the thought of it seems cool, but then I probably wouldn't actually like the process of doing that. Mm. Um, Do you feel like, this is kind of going into a tangent, but I know you're an Enneagram 9. Yes. <laughs> uh is it characteristic of nines not to, like, finish things? It is. Okay. Yeah. We start a lot of things, and then we don't finish Just, them. Huh. hmm I see. And, I mean, did you... When did you, like, diagnose yourself as, like, a nine, or... Um, I, I like, took the test, like, okay. the Enneagram test, and it told me I was. Oh. So, that was, like, okay, cool. Gotcha. Um, but I feel like it's pretty accurate like just looking at the descriptions of it mm-hmm. everyone tells me i'm such a nine which i know other people like aren't supposed to yeah see, but i i feel like if everyone's telling me i am probably am <laughs> i mean the but, book is helpful mm-hmm. have you ever read it no all my friends love it though okay mm-hmm. yeah well there you go but uh shoot i was gonna say do you feel like, I don't know, in a crowd of people, do you feel, like, indecisive? Oh, yeah. Because that's another nine All thing. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't make decisions mm. ever, which I should work on that, but... <laughs> well, yeah, what's interesting in my family is, like, my dad, my stepmom, and my brother are all nines. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. like, really the worst thing of, like, where yeah. should we go to eat? And they just keep oh, deferring so to each other. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are nines, and it's so funny when we're all hanging out. Because it's like, what do you want to do? And they're like, oh, I'm good with anything. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? It's like, oh, same. <laughs> and we just, just like, go round, spend round, so round. long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for me and Anna, that's probably the most frustrating thing. Where, like, mm. people have, like, know what you want, say what you want. Yeah. And... Well, my thing is, like, it's not that I, like, 
secretly want something and mm-hmm. like I'm just too afraid to say it like a lot of times I just don't have a preference uh-huh. so then it's hard for me because I like really just want what the other person like wants and like if I know they have a preference I'm like just tell me like I don't know like you you pick is that because <laughs> you think they have a stronger preference yeah I think I like someone like wants something I'm like you probably want it more than yeah, me yeah. or yeah, so oh. you just pick, like, <laughs> go for it. I mean, that makes sense. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you listen to Anna's podcast, but she mm-hmm. said, if we ever have a kid, she's like, I'd want them to be a nine. <laughs> Why? She, she just, like, has a lot of friends who are nines, mm-hmm. and they're very... All of them... All, I would say all the friends that I have that are nines are very enjoyable, which... I think, I don't know, me and Anna can be, like, pretty domineering people in terms of, like, hey, why don't we go do this? Mm -hmm. And nines are always, like, oh, yeah, sure, like, I'll join you or, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just easygoing, yeah, make life. I don't know. I think they have a tendency of, like, slowing down life, Mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. Although sometimes we get too slow. (laughs) (laughs) We go into the sloth. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I mean, we all have our faults, but. That's why I love sleeping. <laughs> are, you, are you an avid napper then? Actually, no. Naps make me feel weird. I just like to hmm. go to bed early and then I wake up late. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Usually I hear like midday nappers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like the concept of naps but every time i wake up from a nap i just feel weird yeah like so groggy i never liked it that's how you know feels too mm-hmm. but all my other nine friends love naps so maybe i you're missing out know. i missing know something. gosh <laughs> huh. um all right one final question for you um then we can be done but Right now in this season, like, what characteristic of God um, is really sticking out to you? Mm. Um, I think I've talked about this a lot already, um, but I think it just will stay true probably for the rest of my life. But just God's faithfulness, mm. I think, even especially now when, like, nothing is really certain. Like, there's a lot to just, like... That you can focus on and like be fearful of but I think just focusing on like God's faithfulness and mm-hmm. um yeah just looking back to like all the ways like he has never once like let me down and he mm-hmm. never will and so just continuing to like cling to that mm-hmm. do you do you have like a track record of like if you're ever in a pinch now you look back and be like okay God met me when I was here God met me when I was here Mm-hmm. like do you have like a list or like ideas yeah i i think i can like think clearly through like the times that mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah because that's what i do too I, a lot of times if i'm like in a pinch i go back to like mm-hmm. well remember when i wasn't like a christian at all like how did god treat me then okay what about in this time and this time how did god treat me then mm-hmm. and it's just like oh, yeah, like, I could still trust him today and whatever tomorrow holds. Mm -hmm. So, well, great. 
Megan, this has been really fun. I'm yeah. really glad you got to. Good stuff. Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. All right. Well, we'll see y'all later. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining in today and listening. I, seriously, I had a lot of fun. It was really fun to get to know Megan, especially the fact that she's been pretty quiet for most of her life. So definitely take the time to initiate her and she has, yeah, just a really great personality. So thanks for tuning in and see you again next week.